A very good evening to you from me, Father Emil. Yes, a very warm welcome to As the Sun Sets. Well, I guess you hope you've had a great, great day. Today has been a public holiday, a day of reconciliation, and hopefully you've been reconciled with your family. So not many of you driving home from work this evening. Maybe some of you are on the way to your holiday destinations. I don't know. But please God, you're at home with your family. Maybe you've had a bribe, maybe just a nice, restful Wednesday public holiday. Anyway, it's lovely that you're with me this evening, and I know that many of you might be just tuning in now and saying to your friends, come, come, let's listen to this, because this is a moment of inspiration as we pray the evening prayer. Well, that's what I'd like to do with you this evening, is simply pray the evening prayer of the church. But to do that, we need inspiration, so let's ask the Lord to be with us. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia.
Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. Psalm 125, a psalm about joy and hope in God. When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. And then was our mouth filled with laughter. On our lips there were songs. The heathens themselves said, What marvels the Lord worked for them! What marvels the Lord worked for us! Indeed, we were glad. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage, as streams in dry land. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for the sowing. And they come back, they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. The Lord will build a house for us. He will watch over our city. Psalm 126. Success depends on the Lord's blessing. If the Lord does not build the house, in vain do its builders labor. And if the Lord does not watch over the city, in vain does the watchman keep vigil. In vain is your earlier rising, your going later to rest. You who toil for the bread you eat, when he pours gifts on his beloved while they slumber. Truly, sons are a gift from the Lord, a blessing, the fruit of the womb. Indeed, the sons of youth are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Oh, the happiness of the man who has filled his quiver with these arrows. He will have no cause for shame when he disputes with his foes in the gateways. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord will build a house for us. He will watch over our city. He is the firstborn of all creation. He is supreme over all creatures. Let us give thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. All things were created through him 
and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. He is the firstborn of all creation. He is supreme over all creatures. Our Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 7, verses 19 to 23. John, summoning two of his disciples, he sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or must we wait for someone else? Now when the men reached Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come? Or have we to wait for someone else? And it was just then that Jesus cured many people of diseases and afflictions and of evil spirits and gave the gift of sight to many who were blind. And then he gave the messengers their answer. Now go back and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind see again, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor, and happy is the man who does not lose faith in me. we go once again we have the theme of john john the baptist sending his disciples two of his disciples to jesus just to clarify matters and you might say to yourself how strange it is that john should 
be sending disciples to Jesus when they were cousins? I mean, John must have known, he should have known that Jesus was somebody really special. He must have known the story of his mother, Elizabeth, must have known the story of Mary, the young virgin who gave birth to Jesus. And because of John's radical message, lots of people didn't want to hear it, and the authorities wanted to do away with him. Here he was in prison now, and there's no way in which he could get the messages out of prison other than through some of his disciples. But he hears about Jesus and about all the things that he's doing. Is he the one? Is Jesus the Messiah? You see, even John had his questions. Even John had his doubts. Is he the one? Is he the one that was predicted, prophesied in the prophet Isaiah and the prophets? Or must we expect somebody else? And so what he does is he, he wants to satisfy his curiosity. So he sends some of his disciples, two of them, the gospel says, and they go to Jesus and say, are you the one who is to come? Or must we expect somebody else? And maybe we know how John said, I'm not worthy to undo his sandal straps. He pointed Jesus out and they said, there is the Lamb of God. So he has all these pointers saying about Jesus, he's the Lamb of God. I'm not, un I'm not worthy to untie his sandal straps. Now he sends disciples to Jesus to say, are you the one? Or must we expect somebody else? Well, there we go. So, you know, sometimes we can assume and presume that we have all the answers. And we can assume and presume that John knew who Jesus was. But he had his doubts. And so he sends disciples to Jesus. Now, what does Jesus say? Well, go back. Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. Jesus is going around curing people giving hope to people. He's, what does the gospel say here? Go back and tell John what you've seen and heard. The blind see again, and this is an important observation, the blind see again, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised to life. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor, and happy is the man who does not lose faith in me. In other words, go back and tell John what you have seen and heard. These incredible mirabilia dei, these, these great miracles, these great revelations that Jesus performs. And I think we need to do the same in our own day. We need to look and see and ask ourselves, first of all, as John asked his disciples to do, are you the one who is to come? And then we need to open our eyes and just look around and see what are the miracles that we see today. I'm not saying we must go and look at all these little churches who are professing to be uh, special churches and they've got names that you can, uh, you can hardly uh, um, decipher or understand because they're so imaginative and so on. I'm not talking about these churches where people profess to be healing and all the rest of it. No, let's look at the people of God, the disciples of Jesus. And let's see the people who are deeply in love with the Lord. Let's see those people who say, I will follow the, follow the Lord at all costs. 
let's not look for uh, uh, miracles in the sense that I want to see the dead raised from their graves and that sort of thing. Let's leave that to God. That's not for us to be uh, to be saying. It's only when I see that that I'm going to be able to um, profess my faith in Christ. No, let's have a look and see. And today is the day of reconciliation. It's a public holiday. Let's look around and see, are there instances of people seeing again? Are there instances of people rising once again and being brought together in reconciliation? And you see, where we see reconciliation taking place, where we see mercy and forgiveness being shown and unpacked in our lives, that's where we see the power and, the, and the, the magnificence of Christ in our lives today. When we see unity being pursued amongst people, when we see that the church is not just concerned about paraphernalia, that the church is not just concerned about ritual, for example, but where we really take the gospel message seriously and say, I'm... I'm a sinner. I've been criticizing, yes, criticizing the church and the bishop and the priests and the pope. You know, sometimes we, I dip into some of the Catholic comments on the Internet, and I feel ashamed, really, I feel ashamed of being a Catholic sometimes when I see the kind of remarks being made by fellow Catholics. And yet there are many others who are not Catholics, who are full of goodwill, full of greatness, full of mercy, full of understanding. And yet some of our Catholics are vile in the sort of things they say and do. It really makes one feel ashamed. So, well, what can I say? That's part of the reality. So let's look and see where is unity? Where is love? Where is their service? Where is their honesty? Where is their, Where are their instances where the values of the gospel sort of overcome and overpower the worldly values around us. You see, it's where we see all those things uh, manifesting themselves in our world. It's that. That's where we see the power of God at work. And so when Jesus says, go and tell John the Baptist what you see, the blind see and the lame walk and the dead are raised to life and the deaf hear and so on, what are these instances where the deaf hear, where the blind see, and where the lame walk again. What are these instances that we see in our lives today that we can say, yes, Jesus is alive. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our Messiah. Because we can see that these instances where the power of the Holy Spirit is at play, is at work in our world, we can say, that our religion is not just a question of rituals and so on and of history and so on, but it really is a question of Jesus alive in our midst, manifesting himself, bringing new life and bringing hope to people. So when we reach out to the marginalized, when we reach out to those who are rejected, when we reach out to people who are desperately ill in one way or another, and we bring them hope and we bring them life, these are moments when we can really say, here is Jesus. And this is what Jesus is saying today. Take back this message to John the Baptist. We can see the lame walking again, the blind are seeing, the deaf are hearing, the marginalized are loved. They are changing, they are turning from their, 
their sinful ways and coming back to the Lord, when we see all these wonderful things happening around us, then we know indeed that the Lord is amongst us. But when we condemn, when we say bad things about other people, when all we are intent upon is criticizing in a negative way the, the, the good things that the church is really trying to do to bring about God's reign on earth, well, when we see all these things happening, then we know the Lord is close. And so I pray today that as we listen to the gospel, let's open our eyes to the many, many different things that the Lord is doing in our world, in our church, and please God in our lives. And let's thank the Lord for working in us and through us, bringing life, healing, and hope to people in our times. Come to us and save us, Lord God Almighty. Let your face smile on us and we shall be safe. Come to us and save us, Lord God Almighty. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Come to us and save us, Lord God Almighty. You are the one who is to come, Lord, and we look to you to save your people. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for us. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You are the one who is to come, Lord. We look to you to save your people. Now let us pray to God the Father, who is Lord and ruler of all. Come and visit your people, Lord. Come as the shepherd to tend your flock and gather all people into the unity of the church. Lord, remember all the sons of Abraham, all who await your promise in faith. We pray for those who seek to escape from life. Lord, give them hope to live by and courage to persevere. And remember those who have died. Show them the glory your Son has gained for them. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty God and Father, by our celebration of the coming feast of your Son's birth, heal our present ills and lead us to eternal joy. We make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
Well, on that beautiful note, we end our evening prayer. Thank you very, very much for joining me, and I hope you're going to enjoy the rest of your holiday today. So from me, Father Emil, for now, have a super evening. Goodbye, and God bless.